0: Sounds like some bad movie. Uh, you know, I just watched that uh, that documentary on Val Kilmer.
1: Oh, really? How was it?
0: Oh, your audio is terrible. What's what happened between now and a minute ago?
1: I don't know. What did you do?
0: Okay, I think you can't yell.
1: Oh, I, I'm fucked.
0: <laughs> it doesn't. It sounds better when you don't yell into it.
1: Uh, uh, it gets I, all distorted.
0: Listen, next week, well, not next week. I'm on vacation next week. We don't have a show next week. But before the the, sh- uh, the show we do after that week, we're working on audio stuff.
1: Well, I, I don't have my sneeze guard on this, so that's probably part of the problem. No, I, I
0: don't have that either. <laughs> Actually, that's not 100% true. Here, I'll pull it into the frame. I have... I bought this special mesh... Uh, that goes actually on the microphone instead of having because I know it came in the kit that we bought, uh, it's just too all good. right. It, whatever, it's let's not get started. so.
1: How was Vale sad? Oh,
0: I mean, he's cancer free, he seems to be happy, um, which is good, but it, it's it's sad, it really is. Um, I don't think that's his intention for when you watch the film. I really don't, but can't help but feel sad when you watch it.
1: Yeah, I have the same problem with Batman forever.
0: Oh stop it. Stop it. As far as Batman Batman films go, that's one of the better ones.
1: Uh, no, it's not. Yes, it is. It, it, no, it's really not. Yeah, it's it, one of the bottom ones.
0: All right, dude. Do, do we need that's to do a quick list of Batman movies right now?
1: We don't have to. We just know that one's near the bottom.
0: The, near the bottom doesn't mean the bottom.
1: No, but it's near the bottom. <laughs> um, welcome to Movie Fantastic. I'm Scott. That's Joey. Hi. Uh, apologizing for Batman Forever for some reason. I'm
0: not apologizing. What are you talking um,
1: about? And, and we're here today to review uh, the classic 1976 Toby Hooper film. Eaten Alive.
0: Classic is a strong description for this. A.K.A. Death Trap. (sighs) Toby Hooper. You know, I listened to... uh, It's episode 177, if anyone wants to listen to it. Scott and I reviewed uh, Poltergeist from 1982 and the remake from 2015. Here we go. And I knew we talked about everything Poltergeist and Toby Hooper and all of that. And... I watched this film last night. I watched it last night and I texted Scott. I was pretty much almost done with the movie, or it was very close to the end. And I just texted texted Scott and I'm like, there is no fucking way Toby Hooper directed poltergeist. Now, why am I saying that? I'm saying that because there is a specific directing style that Toby Hooper has done and poltergeist ain't it. Now, if you listen to episode 177 of the show Scott and I go into like I listened to that episode today while I was driving around uh, doing jobs today while I was working. Not only, not only do we do, do we say the same things from uh, six years ago, right? But I just found an article that pretty much confirmed everything we talked about, and specifically what you mentioned.
1: Oh, really. In the, epi- in the
0: episode, in the episode one seventy seven, there was a part of the uh, the podcast where we're going <laughs> back and forth. We're you know we're talking about Toby Hooper, and you said you know of all the things, of all the conspiracies, of all the the bad mojo, people dying, you know uh, after the movie, uh, you know things like that, uh, people dying, movies later. He goes, the one thing, the one thing that you said, you said, listen, Toby Hooper, I bet. Spielberg, because there was this whole potential strike that was going to happen for directors and Spielberg was waiting for E.T. because it was like some delay. So he couldn't direct two movies at the same time. He was initially supposed to direct Poltergeist, but because he was still technically contracted to do E.T., he couldn't do uh, Poltergeist as well. But Poltergeist was his baby. Now his fingerprints are all over it. First of all, second, you said I wouldn't be surprised if Toby Hooper was brought on because we were looking at his resume. We were looking at Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We were looking at Eaten Alive. We were looking at the movies that he got removed from Venom, like all of those. And you're like, hey, I bet we can get that uh, that Texas Chainsaw guy. I bet he's available. Because there's no reason why they would have hired Toby Hooper for such a large Hollywood project. Yeah. Because Spielberg was supposed to do it. So, what you had said was, I bet they got Toby Hooper to just kind of be listen, you'll get the directing credit. Just got to sit there and look pretty. Let me direct it, meaning Spielberg. You can do some things, you'll get credit for the movie. And I found an article. I found an article from one of the cameramen that worked on Poltergeist, was an assistant cameraman. Um, what was his name? I'll bring it up. But he pretty much said the exact same thing. He's in the article that, uh, and he's he's a, a legitimate director. He's he's directing like the Annabelle uh, horror series.
1: So, so, so I, All right, hold on. Let's easy with that word legitimate there. Uh,
0: continue. First of all, people really enjoy the Annabelle films. Second, Don't care. they make a Don't lot care. of fucking money. Don't care. And third, he's been a, a a film director or a cameraman for forty years. That and, works for me. Anyway, um, the director is—it's uh, right here. Oh, where are you, you bastard?
1: How gauche!
0: <laughs> I sent you this article last night.
1: I didn't read it, but it's, I, I, uh, I figured I figured it proved you right.
0: John Leonetti. Okay. okay. So he's a, a, again, legitimate director. He's come out as saying, listen, this is an article from four years ago. We reviewed Poltergeist f- uh, six years ago. So when mm-hmm. we were talking about it then, this was all just kind of rumor and speculation. A couple of years later, John Leonetti goes on record on, I forget what podcast, but he goes on record as saying, listen, I love Toby Hooper. I love that man, but specifically, but Poltergeist that's Spielberg's movie. Spielberg pretty much directed that movie. It actually says in there as well it also what you confirmed six years ago or what you were speculating six years ago in the article it says listen Toby Toby Hooper did some stuff you know he did stuff here and there we were talking about b-rolls and things like that and it actually said in the article it said Spielberg left the set he was on set almost every day during the uh, filming of Poltergeist and he, left the set very seldomly so that Toby Hooper could do things. (laughs) It's like, here, let me direct this dialogue scene. Let me direct this, you know, crane shot, you know, like of an overhead walking by, you know, like here's the the plot for all the houses that they're building the bodies or uh, building uh, the houses on top of the graves, whatever. So that article came out four years ago. We talked about it in 2015 and it pretty much confirms everything that we thought. That Spielberg... Should just, should we, what?
1: Should we just rename this episode Joey's Victory Lap?
0: <laughs> listen, this is yours, too. I, this is I yours, know, too, because... Well, listen, we go back and forth a lot in that episode, that uh, episode 177. And I think you had more valid points than I did.
1: I know, but I think I think if for some reason you're taking it more personal.
0: Well, because I always knew Toby <laughs> Hooper never directed fucking Poltergeist.
1: <laughs> See, this is what I mean.
0: It's like... Listen, I like Toby Hooper. I like some of his movies, but there's no fucking way Toby Hooper directed Poltergeist. It's just not fucking possible.
1: Now, to be fair to Toby, um, well, he's dead. So it turns out he uh, he he didn't direct all of *Eaten Alive* either. Uh, his cinematographer ended up uh, supposedly his cinematographer ended up directing some scenes because Toby had a falling out with the producers as to the theme or the scope of the film.
0: You know what? That's something we also talked about in, in 2015. The fact that Toby Hooper was just a fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, Toby, uh, you're drinking a little too much, and the scope of this movie, uh, it's not going right. We're going to remove you. Okay. No. I mean, that happened more than once. And creative differences more than once. Hey, right. our cinematographer had to finish eating alive. It's just like, what, what the fuck? What? Listen. He made Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, it was a huge success. It w- took the country by storm. The man's reputation is built solely on the success of that movie, because if you look at his entire resume, it's—I pulled it up last night. I'm—I'm I'm looking at it right. I'll do it right now, super quick, and then we'll get into Eating Alive. Um, mm-hmm so last <laughs> last night I'm like I'm, I just finished watching Eating Alive I'm like I gotta look I gotta look at his resume and I'm looking at it and if you look at it right so okay mm-hmm. so if you go back to pretty much Texas Chainsaw we'll disregard everything before it so it's like Texas Chainsaw alright it's okay movie it's a cult classic yada 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 Eatin' Alive eh kind of meh then he goes and he does Salem's Lot, that shitty movie, TV movie, Stephen King. It's like never cared for it. It's like yeah. really you're gonna you're gonna get because the then he does Funhouse, okay. Mm-hmm. You know better, but still that kind of directing style, kind of almost like guerrilla kind of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Then he goes and he does Venom, replaced <laughs> by Piers Haggard. Surprise, surprise. And then everyone in Hollywood's like, you know, we should get that guy that just got removed from three movies and we should get him to do this huge, giant Hollywood budget movie called Poltergeist that Spielberg's directing. Oh, wait, but he can't. So we're going to put this, we're going to get this guy instead. Stop.
1: You, you, you know Lucas why? wasn't
0: doing shit, but Lucas probably wasn't interested in directing a movie like Poltergeist.
1: Well, no, no I, I, you, you couldn't. I, I think the whole point, though, is they had to get somebody who would take the money and shut up and wouldn't later... Ha- oh, you know, believe building-
0: believe you me, that's Toby Hooper. That's
1: what I'm saying. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we we could buy this Because it's like, you're, you're having you're creative
0: directing. differences, you're having creative differences with your producer and your cinematographer has to finish eating alive. Yeah, you're going to take the fucking money, go drink in your trailer and shut the fuck up.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> so then, yeah. then he gets Poltergeist. Instant cult classic. Not even a cult classic. Part of movie cinema, like, history. It is it's an excellent film it's creepy it's scary it does everything it needs to do and it's part of your childhood or adulthood if you were more of an adult when that came out then he goes and he does life force it's like listen you came out and directed poltergeist and then you don't direct another movie kind of like that Mm. you had it in you toby but you really didn't so there's no fucking way he directed Poltergeist because he followed it up with a Billy Idol video and then Life Force. Space vampires are fun and all, but come on. <laughs> then after, hold on, hold on, after Life Force, he goes and does Invaders from Mars a Ooh. year later. Now, more of a Hollywood-type production film. Had lots of color and uh, um, it, it kind of moved a little differently than a Toby Hooper film usually kind of did because it was more... It had that more professional feel to it. Again, no fucking way it's Poltergeist. There's no way he woke up all of a sudden. Hey, you remember that movie I directed uh, three years ago, four years ago, Poltergeist? Yeah, let me try and do that again. No. You know why? Because he didn't fucking do it. All right. Then he goes and he's like, you know what? I want to do Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Come on, Toby. You did Poltergeist. You tell him you can't do anything better than Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2? Then he does a bunch of TV shit, which, by the way, he does an episode of Amazing Stories, which is another one of Spielberg's babies. But Spielberg is like, you know what? You can direct a one-hour show. I don't fucking care. It's a TV show. My name's on it. But you're not going to tarnish my name if your episode sucks because my episode is good. I got seven other people, nine other people that are going to make a better episode than you no matter what. You're just guess, you're just on there because you did Texas Chainsaw, and people uh, think you did Poltergeist.
1: By the way, yeah, I, I, I revisited some of those uh, Amazing Stories episodes recently.
0: The original ones from 85, 86? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're not good, or eighty seven wow. actually.
1: Wow, it's like it's like right now, it, like just the low budget screams at me.
0: Yeah, and then isn't Spielberg's episode a World War two, like
1: yeah, yeah, yeah? His is the one that had a budget,
0: right? <laughs> well, it's his show. Um, all right, so then he goes and he does Spontaneous Combustion with uh, Brad Dourif. I've seen that. Which I like, or no. liked. I no. liked it when I no. saw it in 1990. On It was a Cinemax late night special.
1: No, I rented it. No.
0: Anyway, I remember liking it uh, 31 years ago. No, you didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> anyway, but so, but hold on. Still not Poltergeist. We're still, we're trying. We're trying to get back to Poltergeist. It seems like we we hit, you know, lightning in a bottle and then never again. Then after Spontaneous Combustion.
1: Well, that's what lightning in a bottle is. I mean.
0: Yeah, but sometimes lightning lightning strikes twice, you know.
1: So now you're mixing metaphors.
0: Okay. Yeah, I am. Uh, Then he does Night Terrors. I actually never seen it, but I know it's shit. I can tell already, it's shit. Because you know why it's shit? Because it was made in fucking 1993. Okay? Then he does The Mangler. Another Stephen King uh, Stephen King uh, short story made into a film. I've seen that. That is absolute heart garbage.
1: Ditto.
0: But wait a minute, Toby. You did Poltergeist. What's going on here? And then uh, he just kind of... He did the Toolbox Murders in 2004. I've actually heard of it, never saw it. Uh, mortuary and Jin in 2013 and then he died uh, three years later. So basically if you look at his, his resume let's just do it real quick. Shit, 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 shit. Amazing film, Poltergeist. Shit, 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 shit. No fucking way Toby Hooper does Poltergeist. Not a fucking chance in hell. All right. Steven Spielberg was on the set every day he set up all the shots, he set up all the storyboards, Toby got to say action, but all he had to do was sit there and, and say that, and then Spielberg probably looked at him and just nodded, oh cut, that, that's what that's how Poltergeist was filmed, if you look at any production stills, uh, any on set you know, photos or whatever, Spielberg is in every single one of them, Toby's behind the camera. But Spielberg, like, there's one shot that uh, uh, John Leonetti, he uploaded during that podcast that Spielberg is next to Toby with his arm raised, pointing, like, "Okay, this is how we're gonna shoot this scene." No fucking way, Toby directed Poltergeist.
1: We, we can still just call this Joey's victory lap and, and <laughs> end it early.
0: <laughs> how long? We're 20 minutes in. <laughs> All right. Uh, we haven't so, even we haven't even talked about Eating Alive yet
1: so so one of the films that joey mentioned well while, while while just 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 ripping apart toby <laughs> hooper uh, was eaten alive in 1976 and that's the film we're going to review
0: yes that is the film. <laughs> yes it is
1: this was my challenge to joey because i was upset that he made me watch king kong 76 again
0: yeah i'm sorry i um, do have a challenge for you we haven't had a full discussion about what we mentioned last week about potentially stopping in 76 and picking up the old format i'm not ready for it yet we may go into 77, but it's something I definitely want to do. I definitely mm-hmm. want to sure. move on I from this format and either move to our old format or mix that format up a little bit. Maybe a we different We do whatever the fuck we want really. I we can say, like, maybe a different way to do challenges, you know, not we, a board we, of directors we, or anything. No. No.
1: Hell. There's no one There's no one around to cut my mic. <laughs> uh, oh,
0: well, well, actually I, I can. Will. I can.
1: Yeah. I, I take that back.
0: But I never have.
1: I I I am a slave. Anyhow. To this uh to this system.
0: Yeah. So Joey's my puppet master. <laughs> I just made a hand movement like it was.
1: So I, I, okay. I when Joey uh told me that he was finally getting around to watching this, I I, I told him it's an interesting film.
0: Well, what's what's also funny, it's, Scott says, I got a I have a ten eighty P copy. I was like, Ooh, I'll get that and you just respond back, it's not gonna matter.
1: <laughs> it's not, not worth it at all is it there's there's no street street trash looked a thousand times better than this film with 1080p there's no going back
0: yeah, yeah. no absolutely absolutely uh, um so
1: now, now i did mention that uh the film was shot under the working title of uh um death trap Oh, uh, death death trap uh and halfway through the film it occurred to me that this film should have been called a night at the starlight <laughs> yeah
0: you just but, like but, but, for such a piece of garbage falling apart motel the guy sure does
1: get a lot of action yeah and it's just the night it's like it's a weird the whole thing takes place in one night and it's just all around it starts with a prostitute being being anally raped by uh freddie Rob, krueger robert
0: england <laughs> and uh and and or attempted anal rape
1: but 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 the whole film just focuses around this decrepit little hotel in the middle of nowhere happened to be run by a lunatic with a, an alligator that he keeps calling an African crocodile.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that can't um, die.
1: That can't die. That can't die. Now, so, yeah, it is interesting. And he chases everyone
0: with a fucking sickle. I, it just, it, it's, yeah. uh, I don't understand it.
1: So the film opens up with a crotch shot of Robert Englund uh, yeah. and uh, with his belt buckle and, and proceeds to go into a nice little rapey opening where he he's he tries to force himself anally upon a prostitute who who apparently is not going for it not into it no no it's a very bad scene and the madam of the house is morticia in old in in very very bad old age makeup
0: really cuz she's and, what is she like maybe 10 years removed from the adams I, family
1: uh i, I don't I, something like that yeah i
0: mean she's like okay maybe she let's say she was 40 when she did the adams family she's Let's say she's 50 when she did this. She's not. She was younger. But it's just like, what What were they really going for with that?
1: I, I, I Should I have know. just got
0: an older woman.
1: Well, that's the first thing that occurred to me. It's like, wait, all right, so a low-budget film, instead of getting an old lady, they get a younger woman and, they, and put bad old age makeup on her. And then it occurred to me, maybe they got her for her name, but maybe one of her stipulations is, I don't want anybody to recognize me. Well
0: maybe maybe (laughs)
1: it's a possible tell me explain it to me in a way that makes more sense
0: there isn't another way there there absolutely isn't
1: we can't afford old age makeup great let's not hire an old lady for the for the uh the um i mean it looked like
0: they just poured hot plastic on her face and let it settle like that's what it looks like
1: (laughs) yeah it's just like the wrinkling around the air you can tell whenever she she
0: was yeah she was trying to when she talked you saw it just ripple it was it was weird
1: someone had rick baker's makeup book and they were just like just doing the best they could yeah they. it. Uh, this is how latex works right no yeah no. it's like i
0: hear rick baker's over on the king kong uh, universal lot it's like
1: can you get in there
0: <laughs> yeah I can, I can get in there he stole it because <laughs> the guy wasn't around that much for king kong
1: yeah so yeah so it's just about this hotel menorah that just like, seems to attract people and everybody knows him as the crazy old guy judd with the uh african crocodile oh my god um so his first his first guest when we first meet him is the is a, is the prostitute who would not do anal sex because obviously that's that's grounds for dismissal in, in your standard brothel right, and and uh, so she goes to that hotel and is um, uh. I, I was about to say promptly attacked, but there's nothing prompt about it. She's there for a good ten minutes while we just watch her check in. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. what you see throughout the film, is, you can kind of see that Toby Hooper is leading with his strength, so to speak, from Texas Chainsaw, going, oh, I'll go for the long, slow pauses, then followed by frenetic action. And that's basically <sighs> yeah. the whole film.
0: Now, what's interesting, uh, the guy that runs the the or the motel, uh, Judd, Jud, do you notice, I noticed it immediately, do you notice that he's kind of like this simple, uh, uh, owner of the property and all that but then when he takes his glasses off it like he changes and becomes like this insane person did you notice that
1: yeah 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 i'll give the actor credit for that
0: i mean i don't know if it's credit or not i'm sure it was he was <laughs> just told to do it but it
1: no no I, I i these low budget films the actors put a lot into these characters and i i'll give that credit for this movie even uh, even though the right. characters don't listen we
0: time. don't know for sure i'll i'll let you have that one he all right, all um right. listen, it was like turning like turning a switch on and off. He takes his glasses off; it's like the crazy right. switch turns on.
1: I'll 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 rest he my case. He did it
0: like three or four times.
1: I'll I'll bring that up again in a moment. Okay. Uh, that, the whole the whole giving the actor's credit thing. Uh, but well, yeah, so she she she, she he he real, he recognizes her from as someone from the brothel and and promptly attacks her.
0: Correct. Right. Yeah, because at first, he's like, he knew who she was, and he was like, oh, we don't don't want none of that here, none of that here, almost like, uh, almost like he was religious about it. And uh-huh. then he takes off his glasses, and then he's trying to get some.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Old Judd there. Did you also notice that throughout the entire film, country music was always playing in the background?
1: Always, yep. It, I like that.
0: Um, I thought that was interesting. Like, it... Well, because it, it, it's his radio. No, I know it's his radio, but yeah. it, it's just, it's always on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I thought that it added something a little organic to the film.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I, I didn't hate this film. No, I, I didn't, I didn't hate
0: it either. I just know that Toby Hooper didn't direct
1: Poltergeist. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> interesting stuff from this film that could have been a lot better. Oh, of course. If under a more mastered hand.
0: Sure. Like when yeah. Spielberg directed Poltergeist. that's He should have taken some notes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so, so so he 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 immediately strips you know starts ripping at the clothing of the prostitute. I will give credit that all the most of the attack sequences actually are stretched out because there's a lot of like oh I hit you now I'm running and now oh I gotta get you again a lot of cat and mouse stuff. Uh, but it eventually leads to him attacking her with a it looked like a a hoe claw.
0: It, it was a it looked just like it was like a, a hoe or a, oh. a, a like a, a metal rake.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I've never seen one of those tools before. I'm not a. I, I don't. I have know one. Um, I have one. Not, not that exact tool.
0: A metal rake, yes, one that no, looks ex- exactly rake. like that from the film. You no, use it to pull out thatch from your grass.
1: No, I call bullshit. I'm just going to move on. Do there.
0: you want me to go to the shed and go get it?
1: That's why. That's why I said I'm going to move on.
0: Because uh, it's the shed is like a two minute so, walk that way.
1: They're still still half alive into the swamp where the or the African crocodile beats her. Yeah. Then more people...
0: Well, you know what else is interesting? When Judd, he goes into crazy mode, he's basically, uh, what's-his-face from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the guy that ends up on the the Volkswagen bus where he takes the picture, cuts his hand. Every time he does something crazy, he kind of hops around, you know, like a crazy person, hop around, hop around, and, you know, kind of makes guttural noises. And it's just, again, it's what Toby Hooper knows how to do. That's why he didn't direct Poltergeist.
1: I, I'm still giving the, the actor a little more credit.
0: I don't understand. No.
1: Hang on, hang he on. He knows what
0: Toby wants. Yeah, if yeah, you want yeah. to give him credit for that.
1: So moving on.
0: Um, okay.
1: So the family that shows up right, right out of um, uh, Manos, Hands of Fate. Yeah. Right. Little girl with a, I, here, I got a problem. The little girl has a has a brace on one of her legs. Yeah. I, yeah now it's not brought up in the film at all.
0: No. Which
1: which says to me that it, it's not fake. Which then says to me that they hired a little girl actress with a brace and then had forced her to make this movie. <laughs> so, I'm only... She um
0: good. yeah the the girl. What's her name? It's uh, Carolyn Jones was Miss Hattie the the one with the bad makeup. Aww. But um let's see. Miss Jones, where is it? Here. All casting crew. The little girl, I wanna say that she grew up and did some other things. Kyle Richards. Is that her name?
1: Was that Angie?
0: Yes, Angie. Kyle Kyle Richards. She's uh born nineteen sixty nine. So she was only 7 years old when she did the movie. Which makes sense. And there's 143 photos of her. She's got 40 44 movies. Wait a minute. She got I'm, 40 She's she was in Halloween as Lindsay. She's done a lot of stuff. She actually went on to do real things.
1: I'm I'm, I'm she, disturbed.
0: She was Lindsay in Halloween. In the original Halloween, did a bunch of TV. No real, just, no real movies here and there Joey. that you know anyone would know. She did the Hungover games. Joey, Joey, Joey. <laughs> and now she's being brought back for Halloween Kills as Lindsay again. Joey. Yes, sir.
1: So the family I mentioned. Yeah. You go right to the little girl with the brace and start talking about her career, totally skimming over William Finley.
0: Oh, we haven't gotten there yet.
1: Uh, no, because we're still talking about the little girl.
0: Well, the reason why I brought up the little girl is because I remember seeing her headshot on IMDb. Because uh-huh. um, she's not she's not that old. She's only f- uh, fifty one. So, the thing is, I was like, she. I think she's gone on to do other things, and I wanted to see if there was anything in her bio about having a, like a bum leg or something. Anyway, but yes. Mr. The Phantom Father, of the Paradise.
1: Phantom of the Paradise. William Finley. William and Finley. You fucking tell me that that performance is not one hundred percent Finley and Toby to stepping back.
0: Oh, listen, you let That you, is 100%. You, you, you let the Fin run. Exactly. You, you don't you don't put weights down on him. You just let him go. But, like after the dog Snoopy gets eaten, and he's in he's in the room, and he's just going at the at his wife going. Ah, <laughs> i'm yeah. like where 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 did this guy go
1: that see and that's that's where this film loses me because that scene is like right out of the lynch and this this whole thing could have been just like this ongoing thing with all the, like these different people coming and going and interacting and all insane and and not and it's like it's like i just had a, all of a sudden it was like this film is about to get really fucking weird you know yeah. Yeah. and then it was like 10 minutes later. Oh, let's just take the most, this is just like the best character actor we have in this entire film and kill him off right now. <laughs> <What> the fuck?
0: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't last hey, long.
1: Neville's doing good, but I think Neville could use some help. Yeah, right? Oh, I, I, I was like, you can't be killing him off this soon. We, and we, all of a sudden, he has a shotgun in his trunk. Tell me, come on, how come I don't have a scene with him like pointing at his wife while she's asleep?
0: Yeah, I mean, what's and, and, what's that backstory? Because the yeah, wife so. comes in with a wig and then takes it off. Obviously, they're they're coming from somewhere. You know, they're laying low.
1: Something about him, like not being laid off yet. He's got a shotgun in the trunk. said there's a lot of fucking different things going on here, and none of them are less interesting than yeah. the crocodile.
0: Co- yeah, that's a backstory. Or a movie that I would like to have seen from that backstory.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like you just want the actor to sit down for an hour and tell you what their backstory is. You don't even give a shit about the movie at that point, it's right. like, dude? Tell me what's going on with this guy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> goes out to his car, just happens to have a shotgun and ammo. Come on.
1: Yeah. So, so we, you know, oh, this was all after the the, um, the the alligator ate his dog. The yeah, it, the, you, the
0: little girl uh, Snoopy. Yeah. Of course, you name your dog Snoopy. The uh, yeah. alligator. Eats the dog. She's crying, screaming, yelling. The crocodile almost eats her. Uh, they take her up to the room, and the husband just kind of loses it. Finley Get loses. Help
1: my eye! <laughs> yes.
0: yeah, he goes on about his eye for a solid
1: minute. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's not Toby directing. That's Toby like. Should I fucking stop this? <laughs>
0: It's like, uh, you know what? Let's roll, and we'll we'll use what we can.
1: If somebody gets hurt, stop. Otherwise, just keep it going. Even then, don't stop.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, but- I, also, I mean, it, it, again, it's it's guerrilla filmmaking at its best.
1: But, but again, one of the problems is, I mean, that's
0: another reason. Hold on, that's another reason why I know Toby didn't direct Poltergeist because he's not used to directing a film any other way. So it's like, hey, they're gonna say, listen, we want you to direct this high-budget Hollywood film differently than your Ever you've ever directed something? No. You just you can't. There's no way. He has no experience doing it. Period. That's why Spielberg was on set every day and guided every single shot that was made for that film. Every I forgot what I was say. single one. Uh you were talking about his eye being gouged out.
1: Yeah, I I'd finished with that. I was gonna start something else, but Oh, then I oh, think... no, but yeah, so uh, one of the problems with this compared to uh, a texas chainsaw is that there was no was, there was no real like pattern there was just a bunch of crazy people doing shit. right but so like you didn't know what was going to happen where but with with judd it becomes pretty clear anybody that crosses him is going to get some kind of sickle and they're going to end up being fed to the crocodile so there's really no mystery on what's going to happen in the end however he does throw us a monkey wrench where after killing the husband he attacks her, his 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 wife in the bathroom, and then ties her up on a bed.
0: Yeah, for for the rest of the night.
1: And in between that, chases the little crippled girl into the base into under the house.
0: Yeah, like a crawl space under yeah. the house.
1: Which which she, which she spends crawling around there for most of the film. And I, I was thinking, was this a precursor to people under the stairs, or am I just being stupid? Well, it's probably the latter.
0: Well, no. Well, I mean, Toby didn't do People Under the Stairs. That was what's Craven. I know. Oh, okay.
1: that? I, 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 I know that. Oh, I do.
0: I know you know. Saying what's Craven. Rip-
1: I saw that shit in a theater. I know that. Oh,
0: what's? Oh. You know what's yeah. funny? When I first met Mare, her movie knowledge was so little. <laughs> Mare has watched lots of movies because of me. Mm-hmm. Before me, she, she really didn't watch a lot of films. You know, she watched the classics, you know, Indiana Jones, Poltergeist, so on and so forth. So when I met her, we got into talking about horror films. And I was like talking about my favorite ones and ones that I thought were really good. Ones that are not so good, but they have other qualities, blah, blah, blah. What's your favorite horror movie? Oh, you know what movie I love? People Under the Stairs. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? What now? Like, are you, what, really? Really? Like how many well, horror PG- movies how many horror movies have you seen?
1: Well, she couldn't get into the R rated films yet. Cut her some slack.
0: Wasn't people under the stairs rated R?
1: I thought it was PG thirteen. <laughs> I'm just busted your chops about how young your wife is. Shut up.
0: <laughs> oh, you know what? That total- cause she just turned forty, that totally just over my head. <laughs> that that's like two decades ago.
1: I know. <laughs> um
0: uh, anyway, but yeah, so- I, I told her, I go, no. It, you, sorry. You're gonna watch some good horror films, <laughs> or else we can't go on with this relationship.
1: So, after he straps the uh, the one wife to the bed, there's an ongoing thing too, where the father shows up of the prostitute on the same night that she got kicked out of the. They just house.
0: happen to go to the hotel where she's murdered, and it's a with huge coincidence. Mm-hmm. He's like around that town, doesn't know if she's even in that town. They're just looking for. Her. Happens to go to the hotel where she's murdered and he holds a picture. Have you seen this girl? Of course, Judd is... Judd
1: flips. Yeah, totally cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but we he's don't like, not know here.
0: Yeah, but uh, I think she was working at that whorehouse down the road. And the father's like, what, really? You've seen this girl? Because if you've seen this girl, I need to go... No, I need to go where you said she... It's like he goes on this whole tirade.
1: By the way, totally unnecessary uh, background... Character background: The father. Oh, he's very ill. He's not well. He's dying. So it has no bearing on this film whatsoever, except now he has to walk around looking sick. Yeah, <laughs> which, which which takes far more effort than it would have been to not do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, he could have just, could have just said that he's beside himself, that he can't find his daughter.
1: Yeah, and he yeah, could, I, you know,
0: he didn't have to. Whatever. Listen, again, Toby but, Hooper didn't direct Poltergeist, see, so
1: that's one, and that's one of the things I find is interesting about this film is that it has all this subtext. That is totally unnecessary. Yeah, and it just really just makes you. It just draws you in because you're like, "Oh, what? Why do? Why the fuck do we? Why, why do we? Why did? Why do the monkey have to die? What's with the monkey dying?
0: Yeah, sir, your monkey's dead.
1: <laughs> so he <we can> just, <laughs> just in and goes, "Oh, there it is.
0: Yeah, monkey's dead. Thank
1: you. And then and feed it to the crocodile, I guess. I mean, I would have been more impressed if he fed the fed a live one to the crocodile. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Come cool. Yeah, like the monkey stole his radio. He's like, "You motherfucker, feed it to the crocodile." <laughs> that's, I... that's the last time you steal my radio. Oof. But yeah, I mean, what I did like about the film, the the motel. I don't know. I don't know if it was a set. I, I'm sure it was a real no, motel. It
1: was a set. It, it was, was a uh, set. It was a soundstage that actually had like a a pond that you could use as a swamp. So that's why the whole thing kind of centers around that one set.
0: Well, I will say they did they did a real good job on the house, making it look like it was falling apart, decrepit, creepy. You know, it definitely had a a a a genuine creepiness feel to it, like small right. town. You know, no like population. You know, five hundred twelve people, like kind of you know, town. Um, I loved
1: about. Bed, the bedroom was the tableau of him sitting on it looking through different glasses that he just happens to have right. <laughs> trying to find ones that work and my, on the far on the far left hand side there's an easy chair with a Nazi flag casually draped over it <laughs> and hanging on a, a rifle and what looks like a short rocket launcher. <laughs> yeah, like a
0: baz- mini bazooka. <laughs> uh,
1: and for some reason the Nazi flag not hanging but just kind of draped over a couch, casu- chair casually, is actually creepier,
0: very much so.
1: Something about that, oh, oh, that old thing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, it, it's it's like it, the house is it's an opposite of Texas chainsaw, where the house is clean, he is a fastidious person,
0: right? Yes, you
1: know, but at the same time, you know, that doesn't really keep the house up that much, just, just, just no. It,
0: it, you know the wallpaper's like falling running. off and everything's dirty. You know he's not
1: a handyman, but he knows how to push a mop
0: and a sickle. He's good. At, he's oh. he's good with that sickle.
1: Yeah, that's why he was so upset when the uh, when the old guy grabbed it with his neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so after that you got the you got the mother, um, you got the mother. So we got we have the mother tied up to a bed. we yep. We got the daughter under, uh, the, house. Around under the house, uh, like uh, with the rats. Then we have the old guy just got killed and chucked in with a crocodile. The daughter who was just recently at a bar uh, with with the sheriff, sheriff trying to bang her. Yeah, I I kept waiting for that scene to end in a rape. At I, the end, like when she's about to go, and he gets up close to her. It's like, oh, this is it. He's gonna force her in the car. He's in on this whole fucking thing. No, this is this is it. Well, and no.
0: Here's the creep. thing. The, the, I think because Hooper kind of did that with Texas Chainsaw with the mm. gas station attendant. You know, oh, we got some good barbecue. You know, you should come by. And then. You
1: shouldn't, shouldn't have 10 or 15 minutes in the film of the creepy sheriff getting no, on the But girl. I have
0: a feeling Toby Hooper was trying to be a smart filmmaker and kind of steer you in a different direction. Like, is this guy in on it? Is he going to. Is that going to be a twist? Kind of like what happened in Texas Chainsaw, where the guy at the gas station turned out to kind of be the head of the family of the crazies. I think Toby and- Hooper was trying to make you think or push you in that direction of maybe I'm doing that. Maybe I'm not.
1: The problem, though, is that these scenes serve no purpose. None. Now, now, when, when the first the sheriff takes the father and daughter to the whorehouse, they uh, they talk to Matt, the old Hattie, who tries to sell them land. And then they decide it's too late and they leave. Yeah, I'll, no I'll give you a good price. <laughs> no, I know. So show show her to pick. This is why you're no. And she offers, and they're like, "Oh, this is a crazy old lady. Let's just go." What what happened with the scene? So then later, the sheriff takes the daughter out for for a beer, for coffee and dinner at a bar where 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 Buck, uh, the name is Buck, and I like to fuck. <laughs> um, where Bucks they're harassing people too. Not only do they have like like this wacky pseudo bar fight that's not entertaining, but when, but this, during this entire conversation between the sheriff and the daughter, they give all this exposition and backstory that has no bearing on anything, and is not interesting. Yeah, none of it. No. She, of again, it. Just, this is where she's like, "Well, you know, my father, she left him along. You know, she left, and he said good riddance. But then he's sick, and he's that had changed. She's already dead. It's no bearing on anything."
0: Yep, she's, been, she's, fed, she's been fed to that crocodile.
1: None of this is helping us. You know, I'm sure it's good for them. Segway, and, and then when they do cut away, it's it's like the buck. Yeah, you know, right. Robert Englund just just feeling his oats.
0: I was I did read a little back not backstory, but a little um, uh, actor pro, profile, actor bio on Stuart Whitman, who plays the sheriff. Apparently, you know, he's been making movies a while. He was very popular in the '50s and the '60s, and apparently, he was so smart with investing his money that even at this point in his career, he apparently he was very, very, very wealthy. He didn't have to do any of this shit. I just thought that was kind of interesting that somebody like him, who was in movies here and there, here and there, here and there, but never really like a, uh, an A-list actor, recognizable face, but people kind of really don't even know who he is, made more money not acting, which I thought mm-hmm. was kind of interesting when I read that on his bio. So... I, I, I believe at the time of his death he was a multi, 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 multi millionaire. Good for him. You know. Had to act in films like Eaten Alive to use it for investments, but apparently he was pretty smart with that stuff.
1: So so the daughter, Sheriff Dodge uh, daughter drives back to the hotel. Yep. Oblivious to everything going on, she goes up to her room, starts undressing. Um, then Buck and his, oh no, was that before that Buck and his girlfriend showed up? Um. Oh no! Buck and his girlfriend show up, and Buck wants uh, the girl from the bar. Buck takes her there.
0: That's right, and he just goes gra- like, and grabs a key off the wall. Doesn't even pay. Right,
1: because for- because Judd doesn't want to give him a room, but he refuses to say no. So he takes her up there and obviously tries to talk her into anal sex. <laughs> Very.
0: Uh, yeah. Don't just don't go there.
1: Right. So. Uh, eventually, uh, the girl screaming and the other, the girl trying to get out of the bed, uh, chain, uh, tied bed in the other room. Judd turns up the music. Uh, Buck gets upset, goes downstairs, tries to investigate, and when he's down there, he hears a little girl crying, and he and then Judd kills him and feeds him to the gator. I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: But the ba- important part of this basically is basically how it goes down. Here's the important part. because This is the part of the film I love the most. His the uh, Judd's uh, Buck's girlfriend. Uh, with the macrame panties she runs into the forest uh, the swamp, sorry, Shud chases after her she eventually gets away into a street where she flags down Ron Jeremy gets in the car and it was never heard from again <laughs> what the fuck is going on?
0: I know, it's so ridiculous
1: <laughs> Shud gets pissed off beats, some bushes, beats around the bushes then goes back to the house The that's when the daughter shows up she goes to get dressed, guess what? everybody hears the girl screaming again and then it, it turns into the all the women against judd which i don't think is an intentional uh feminist storyline i think it's just we ran out of bodies
0: yeah yeah i mean uh now, what's her face uh i tried oh what's her name uh marilyn burns scream oh. queen i mean she got the title as a uh, as a scream queen because of texas chainsaw followed it up with this film screams Probably just as much as she did in Texas Chainsaw. Oh, yeah. Um, So, I mean, a movie like this kind of needs it.
1: Maybe her getting into the car and driving away is like a a nod to uh, Texas Chainsaw. Probably. Still makes it fucking weird, and I swear that was Ron Jeremy.
0: (laughs) Does he have a a credit on this movie? I mean, it would make sense. Ron Jeremy was doing porn in in the mid to late 70s.
1: And apparently, rape. Yeah. And apparently. <laughs> um, go go figure. Go figure. Um. Yeah, I mean, the ending is is kind of uh, anticlimactic in in some regards. I mean, yeah. uh, it's a lot of screaming women, and then um, uh, just happen chance Judd falls in the, in the in the pond, and the gator apparently doesn't like Judd either.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing: it's like.
1: The sheriff just shows up and says everything's all right now.
0: <laughs> but Everything now, no, now nobody's feeding that crocodile. No. So the state. Well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And again, I mean, like, there's there are scenes of the there are there are parts of this film that I will never remove this from my collection because of them. There's just and and William Finley is just one of them.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean.
1: Come on! Oh, and it's just I'm—I've got him, his death cry, cry behind me. I you see. That's, that's yeah, I I see. Oh, man, he is—he is he is a you, you that he—that whole film should have been him and Judd. <laughs> you, like after watching that film, don't you just want to have instead of him coming down and getting the shotgun, him like coming to the living room and spending like 15 minutes just talking to Judd about women,
0: We're talking about anything? But yes, I mean, of course.
1: But I mean, he had a fight with his wife, so. Wow. That'd be the first one. Just you know, just judge. Like, sorry about the dog.
0: <laughs> if a better director made this movie, then yeah, that probably would have happened.
1: <laughs> it it has its moments, and I, I think that's what saves it from obscurity. Besides being attached to Toby Huber, yeah, yeah. Um, and and again, some great performances by uh, Neville Brand and and William Finley, uh, uh, you know, among others. I of course, you know, Robert Englund didn't do a bad job, but he he was. You know, no, it, was, it was
0: a precursor to him being super famous, bad. you know, uh, as Freddy Krueger. Yeah. So, it's interesting that you know he started his career with um, Toby Hooper and ended with Wes Craven because Wes Craven, like him or not, was a um, competent director.
1: Yeah, I think I just saw something too. Uh, he, that, uh, this weekend, uh, he's actually doing uh, horror com- horror conventions again. Oh, really? I guess a break from them. But uh, he's 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 doing one this Friday.
0: Better get out of the way quick, because we're on the up uptick.
1: I don't want to. Uh, t-
0: mm. No, no, I know. I know. Uh, yeah,
1: uh, but I mean that—that's where I stand on this film. I, I, I think it it, it it does it does show some of the creativity and spark that was there in Texas Chainsaw. Right. Um, but uh, just knowing that the, the producers weren't happy with where the film was going. I mean, it's possible that he was trying to take it further, and that's what got stuck up. I mean, it's, it's hard to tell unless you to do some real research, and I don't have fucking time for that.
0: No, it,
1: it, you know, for, just from the, I did
0: all my research on how Toby Hooper didn't direct Poltergeist. I, oh. I, I I blew my wad on that.
1: I mean, sometimes you have to take a film at its face value. I mean, despite I mean, it, what kind of critical analysis you're doing? You know, is it contextual, or are you doing you know uh, the 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 author? background, the historical context Right. I'm a firm believer that you have to at least take a contextual uh, view and just take the film for how it appears. The end product is all that matters. It doesn't matter how it got there if it's, Whose fault it was, this is what we got
0: Right, right
1: And I think sometimes that gets a little lost uh, in some uh, reviews I mean, as much as you want to bitch about Toby Hooper, we're, we're watching the film regardless of who made it Right,
0: true, very yeah. true
1: now on for so on IMDb, eaten yeah. alive, is showing at five point five.
0: Hmm, this ain't a six.
1: I you don't think so? No. William Finley.
0: William Finley's a ten. But uh, he dies me. way too fast.
1: He does. I mean, but the film has some. I mean, come on, that whole scene, that whole hotel room scene. Don't 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 tell me you weren't on the edge. Just because it didn't go anywhere doesn't mean it wasn't. No, planned. no, no.
0: I'm just trying to 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 There's just
1: really good performances in this film. I, I don't. There, I don't think any of these actors just phoned it in.
0: No, 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 no. I, I'm just trying. Well, I'm just trying to think. On a scale,
1: I just think when I five when I think five, I think bland. I think this is not bland.
0: No. Well, okay. I'll tell you what. For such a, a low-budget film, uh, guerrilla-style filmmaking, mm-hmm. the copy that we have is remastered and everything. It's a Blu-ray copy of it. The film, for as low-budget as it is, they do a lot of interesting things with the cinematography in this. Mm-hmm. There's a whole section of the movie that is red. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it and it was interesting because I knew that watching it last night. Then you sent me the slides. I'm like, there's a whole middle section of these slides It's just all red.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't have any good. I don't have really any good pictures of the alligators because it's so dark and they don't really show it because it's obviously not a great piece of uh no. craftsmanship. Yeah, no,
0: it's 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 very very I, low budget. The fact like that they the, even had it, they should I just like feel. The, uh,
1: the one part under the house when the alligators attacking the little girl and she runs out of the way and then they just had a, an alligator with its mouth open and they just pushed it into the board so the <laughs> board's broke. Yeah. It's like, the, the mouth's not moving it just goes, meh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I saw that. I was like, oh my God. Um, All right. I'll tell you what. Let's go with a six. The all film, right. the film does have a good enough performance and I actually like the way it was shot. I like the house. I felt mm-hmm. genuinely... Uh, like the house was genuinely creepy, and I, I like that.
1: More. Yeah, I wanted, more. I and I want to call it "The Night at the Starlight."
0: Sure. Oh yeah. And I wanted.
1: I wanted to end with Judd looking at the camera like this.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Yes. So, okay. Six. So, so six what, is six is fine. Six is fine.
1: So what do you got for me?
0: I got two movies, and I don't know which one I'm going with. Well, actually, I know which one I'm going to go with. Okay. um, I think you'll you'll enjoy one more than the other. So. Hmm. All right. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with a little film from 1976. Yes, we're staying in 1976. All right. All right. I could start naming actors, but it, it's it's obscure. You're probably you're gonna know what it is. I'm just gonna tell you just outright. It's uh murder by death. Really? Yeah.
1: Cause it's a comedy.
0: I wanted to go a different direction.
1: Alright. Alright. I can definitely get Holly on this one. It's her favorite film.
0: Is it her favorite?
1: I'll try to get her on the show to talk about it. I would love that. Yeah, that'd
0: be great. Um, I wanted to go with something a little bit more, not slapsticky, but I wanted, like, it's Murder by Death. So it, you have that aspect of thriller, slash, not horror, but it's in that kind of direction, but funny. Mm-hmm. You know? I just kind of wanted to encompass a, a few different things, go in a little bit of a different direction.
1: I'm, f- I'm, f- I'm all game.
0: All right. All right. Murder by Death. Now, next death. week, next week, we don't have a show uh i'm on vacation but we will do it the week after dude i anyway i don't even want to go on this one and then the 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 following week oh shit i might not be available two weeks because mayor planned another vacation in delaware to go visit family i just i dude i'm so tired i'm tired vacations are making me tired it's like, next year we're going on vacation. We rented a house for two weeks. It's the only vacation we're doing all summer. Thank fucking God. Yeah, because it's going to be expensive as a motherfucker. Anyway, I can't do this four or five vacations in a summer. I, it's Mar- My wife's a teacher, so she gets the entire summer off. So she crams in an entire year of, of, of vacations in one summer because she works the entire year. Mm-hmm. and it's like I can't I can't I can't do it wrapping up the show just fucking that and how expensive it is reeling it in all right all right everybody episode 351 of Movies as always thank you for joining us for another episode uh, go to our website at moviesoctastic.com. you can go to iTunes and you can listen or download the show there as well you can leave us email the address is TheMovieGuys at MoviesUpTastic.com if you want to leave us voicemail it's 908-514-4470. If you want to go to our Facebook page, it's facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. If you want, you can also download your favorite podcast app on either Android or Apple. Or you can download our podcast app by going to moviesucktastic.com forward slash mst.apk. Do you have any words of wisdom, Mr. Wilson?
1: The name Buck. And I'm raring the fuck.
0: <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. Don't stop recording. Don't stop recording. Okay. Is the, sound, is, is the music fading out?
0: It, it's already done.
1: But... All right, this is bonus track for anybody who listens beyond that. All right, so here's my new worst vomit story ever. So we're in Colorado. We stop at the Big Texan. okay Okay? yeah i for some reason i have not eaten in the past 12 hours why because i forgot it was a busy day a lot of driving and i was trying to be good and not do like garage like gas station snacks and somehow i ended up not eating so by the time we get to this place it's packed it's like rodeo weekend uh this is this is in um um god damn it it's
0: colorado though amarillo oh you're still in texas
1: yeah, this is Amarillo on the way to Colorado, and they have the big Texan there. And that's the place where if you eat the seventy-two ounce steak in an hour. It's free.
0: Oh my God! All right, I Please did not th- do that. Okay, I was going to no, ask.
1: No, I'm not. I'm not stupid. I'm not doing that unless you're there to do it with me.
0: <laughs> I'm not doing that. There's, <laughs> there's just there no. Way, there's they, no way.
1: I know. It's insane. three people tried it while we were there. They all lost. Of
0: course, they did.
1: Yeah. Apparently, the record is like a woman. She did it in like nine minutes. It's insane. Nine minutes? I I don't believe it, but that's what's on their um, placemats. Oh. Anyway, anyway, so we're at the Big Texan. We it took it was an hour wait to get there. By the time we get in there, I'm just like woozy from not eating. You know, I take medications. There's a reason for that, um, and I, I so I, I I eat a dinner roll right away. Hop. Then they bring a margarita. Done. And and I'm munching on a salad and I'm like I don't feel good. Not feeling it. You've had uh, a roll,
0: a margarita, and a salad, and you don't feel good.
1: Because I I'm on an empty stomach, and it's just oh, just I put like, it, I
0: you put it down too quick.
1: So I, I, I tell everyone, I say, I'm going to have to go to the restroom. Excuse me. So it's it's a we're all the way at the other end of this restaurant, and there's a whole building attached to it with all this other shit going on. Right. And and so I get to the other end of the restaurant, I'm already feeling queasy. I say, oh, excuse me, where's the restroom? And he says, just go down there to the main door, make a right, and then go all the way down. And the minute he said all the way down, I said, I'm not going to fucking make this. No. So I said, all right. So I, I get around the end, and just like, five steps past that guy oh oh i have my mask on oh boy i put my hand over the mask and i while i'm still walking vomit into my mask
0: oh oh
1: i feel the whole mask and then i panic and swallow it
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> immediately worse oh at, at this point i'm lucky enough that i make it around the fudge bar and there's a little gas a trash can between the fudge bar and some other um, touristy thing. And I just <laughs> rip the mask off and it's coming out of my nose. There's lettuce in my fucking nose and my whole face is slimy. And I got the beard here, too. I just had it shaved to a um, goatee. And, and, and there's a woman behind the, the woman serving fudge does not see me. And I'm like, Mash, I need napkins. Oh my god! <laughs> Somebody I never saw from my side, like puts a fistful in front of my face, like "Thank you." Yeah. It's like half of them I, I are immediately drenched. I have to dispose of them. The other half, I, it's it's slime everywhere. It's in my fucking beard it's, again. There's lettuce in my nose. I, so I, I, I a handful of napkins pushed against my face. I, I luckily I had two masks in my pocket too, by the way. So I, I had to make the entire length to the bathroom. And I get in the bathroom, there's two stalls, they're both full. So I vomit again in a in a urinal, mostly, and it doesn't <sighs> flush at all. Don't well, even try.
0: It's not supposed to do that.
1: <laughs> right. I finally, like, just, I, I look and I go, I finally get, like, disposed of the last of the sopping napkins. I go to the, the sink and just start dousing my hands. I look in the mirror, and my beard is all orange from bile. It's, oh, oh I'm washing my whole face off. And I look over, and there's this little 10-year-old kid with a cowboy hat looking at me. And I was like, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Th-
0: this kid, this is one of those moments. He's going to be a 50-year-old man. You remember when I was like seven once? Like, this is forever burned into his, his brain.
1: <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> and then I had to go back to the table and try to eat steak. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Because you had already ordered that.
1: Dude, and, and I, for some reason, I thought I was slick through the whole thing that no one noticed. Uh, but then when we left at the end of the night, I left through the front door, and there was a cop there because it's, like, late at night, and this is, like, a barb, too. Yeah. And the cop's holding the door open, just hanging out, nodding to people. And I walked by, he was, like, feeling better? Oh, no! I was, like, 100. <laughs> I said, hell yes, I do. Oh, fuck. Oh oh wow horrible, horrible in the mask Jesus was, luckily, Christ luckily it was, it was one of the uh, what is it N94 whatever the hell they're called N95 N95. N95 it was one of those oh it really so it, it like it
0: held all that in
1: I, I luckily did. I didn't have any vomit on me it was all in the mask I
0: so now that you okay this mask is full of vomit
1: mm-hmm.
0: obviously you're not hey, walk- what what
1: when I was over the garbage can, I just pulled it off and dropped it in the can.
0: So you walked back to the table without a mask at that point? No,
1: I I, I actually had, by pure coincidence, had two masks in my pocket. Did you
0: say that time. already? I missed it?
1: I did briefly. Oh, okay. It wasn't a major point.
0: Oh, it is to uh, me. It's like, because <laughs> it's like, I, I I very rarely have well, that's a, a why, second mask uh, in my pocket or something. That's
1: when I came back to the table and I was like, did you throw up it's Like. In my mask, and the first thing she says, "Like, give me that mask." I was like, "No, no, that's not that one." <laughs> oh my god! So there's your bonus track.
0: Holy shit! You're and gonna write you it, you you have to write the synopsis for this episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can do.
0: Yeah, you write the synopsis. I'll make sure this episode goes up tomorrow. Oh my God!
1: Joey's Joey's victory lap and Scott's vomit lap.
0: There, there it is. There it is. Ooh, the greatest vomit story ever by Scott was on this podcast. The, the The only the only reason I would say that that is possibly better is because there's actual video of it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: You know, well, there,
1: well, it beats my Atlantic story story, which used to be my big vomit story. But uh, now yeah, I got a new one.
0: You got a new one. Whew.
1: This late in my life, I didn't think that was going to happen.
0: <laughs> now, I guess because you're in Texas, and because Texas, uh, the way they are, the way they feel about masks, the way they feel about getting vaccinated, they probably didn't even bat an eye.
1: Oh, there, there was like a handful of people there in masks. That was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, but they probably, they probably didn't even bat an eye. Like, oh my God, is this guy okay? Does he Does he have <laughs> COVID? <laughs> Is he now, you know, spreading COVID all over the fudge bar?
1: You'd think people would be concerned.
0: (laughs) Uh, No, no, it didn't seem like they were at all.
1: No, no, too busy cheering on the guys eating the 72-ounce steak.
0: Yeah, maybe they just thought that you tried to eat the 72-ounce steak and and puked it all up. That's one
1: of the rules, you can't puke, so yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's like, oh that's, man.
1: That's what I said. That's, that's what I said back at the table when I th- had time to think of it. So you know what? I'm definitely not the first person to ever vomit here. So that's oh no, I feel a bit better.
0: Oh yeah, no yeah. no no, absolutely not. And they're probably if they're quite honest. They're probably used to something like that. That you know what? Yes, that's that, that's exactly what happened. You're you're running past. You're puking at the fudge bar. People are handing you napkins. They're like, yeah, this guy tried the seventy two ounce steak. Oh, yeah, he got yeah, about yeah. forty five ounces in, and yeah, had to come up. Like, that's exactly what they were thinking. They weren't thinking anything else. I was like, well, he gave it a shot.
1: So basically what I'm saying is if you come to Texas, swing by a big, a big Texan in Amarillo.
0: How close is that to Colorado? How far out were you?
1: Uh, it was... Um, How many more hours?
0: Six hours, hours. Yeah.
1: Six hours from, from the border. Yeah. That's not bad. No, no. It's, a, it's like a 10-hour drive straight through if we don't stop in Amarillo. Okay.
0: Did you stay the but- night or you uh, went, came back?
1: We stayed at Big Texan for the night.
0: Oh, that's what that post was when... Okay.
1: Yeah. They had the Texan, Texas-shaped pool.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: All right. We should stop recording.
0: All right, everybody. All righty. I'll talk to you later.
1: Thanks for sharing. Sure. I
0: was so close to stopping the stream, too. Don't stop. Don't, rec- don't stop recording. Don't stop recording. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me that story off air.
1: I was going to. I thought, you know what? Fuck it. All right, everybody. Bye-bye.
0: Bye.